discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Ask your neighbor, you at all? I'm glad you are here this morning. Wow. There are various fights that we are engaging. There's a fight. You must fight to be a good Christian. You must fight to be spiritual. Being spiritual is not ordinary. You have to you go through a lot of things. You push because they are carnal believers. Hallelujah. Paul, Paul wrote to the Corinthian church. Do you know I've started preaching? Have you read it before? In 1 Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 1. It says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. Let's, let's look at it. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. Love Jesus. It says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal. These are Christians, yet he was calling them carnal. Who is a carnal Christian? A carnal Christian is one who allows flesh to lead him. One who allows his flesh to lead him. You wake up in the morning, you don't feel like going to church, so I'm not going to go to church. You should know what you are. You should know that the carnality is a lot. Okay? You feel like drinking, so you drink. Your flesh is controlling you. You feel like boozing, so you booze. You feel like smoking, so you smoke. You feel like going to fornicate, so you go and fornicate. I mean, they are moved by their feelings. And for you to be spiritual, you must fight against your feelings. And tell your feelings that, I am feeling these things. Listen, there are things that will never leave your body. How many of you know that there are some things that will never leave your body? God created them for good. Just that the devil has twisted it for bad. Yes, your feelings were created by God. Ask your neighbor, do you have feelings at all? Ask your neighbor, the way you looking at me, it's like you don't have feelings. Like, you don't have any feeling at all. Ask your neighbor, do you have feelings? Yeah. Everyone has feelings. Sorry? What, the guys, what happens to you when you wake up at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m.? You see that, Charlie? It's not a joke. Oh, hey, but you, you push to be spiritual. You decide that I am not going to allow myself to teach me what to do. My body to teach me what to do. No, 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 no. I'm not going to allow my, my body to, to, to dictate my life. Paul said that he will not allow his body. He knows his enemy. Have you read that scripture before? It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Let me show it to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 24. It says, know you not that... I in 1 Corinthians 9 24. It says, know you not that they which run in a, in a race run all that... But one receiver the prize. So run that you may obtain. It says, when they, when they do, when they are going for races, when they are doing athletics, okay, Usain Bolt is running. Just one person will win, isn't it? Yeah. But you have about eight tracks, sometimes ten tracks. People are running. All of us are running. But just one person will obtain the prize. Is it true? Yeah. One person will get the gold. One other person will get the silver. Another person will get the bronze. The rest, they should forget about it. They just run in vain. <laughs> so Paul is saying that don't you know that those who run in a race run or but one receiver the price then he says so you run 
so that you may obtain. Run so that you may what? You may obtain. Obtain what? Obtain the prize. Hallelujah. Look at the next thing. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. He says, all those who are striving, maybe you don't understand it. Let's read message. Do you have message? Okay, let's read the message version. It says, all good athletes train hard. Have you seen it? They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. You are after one that is, that's, that's gold eternally. Says these guys run to obtain a gold, to obtain gold, but it's gold that will tarnish. And they run hard. Okay? They run hard. Say they run hard. hard. Look at the next verse. I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. No sloppy living for me. Look at the next thing. I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping, telling everyone else all about it, and then missing out myself. He says, I'm not going to be preaching. Look at the King James. Look at the King James. He says, but I keep under my body. That's what the King James says. He says, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. He knew that his body was a challenge. Your body will never leave you. You always have your, to the day you pass on, this body will always be there. The feelings inside will always be inside. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like you don't know. There are movements in the body. There are movements in the system. Hallelujah. Yeah. It says, but I keep under my body and bring it to subjection. Lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. I myself should be a castaway. Look at the next thing. Verse 28. More brethren, I would not have you, I would not that you should be ignorant. How that all our fathers were under there. Is that the next verse? No, you've gone to chapter 10. The next verse is verse 28, isn't it? 27 is the last verse. Oh, then we've missed something. Go up. Go up to... Go to 25. Let's read from verse 25 so we can understand even further. It says, And every man that strives for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we are incorruptible. Verse 26. Uh-huh. It says, I therefore so run, not as unset- uncertainly. So fight I. That's what I wanted you to see. It says, So fight I. Not as one that beated the air. So I, I'm, I'm fighting, but I'm fighting as one who is not just punching the air, you know, beating the air. I know who my opposition or what my opposition is. Hallelujah. Then he shows you his opposition. He says, that, that's in verse 27. But I keep under my body. I, I put my body under. If you, are, if you don't put your body under, you realize your body is ruling you. Your body tells you what to do every time. Where to be. What to eat. Where to go. What to, what to become. If you are not careful, your body will just get into sleep mode. You always be sleeping. If you are not careful, you know, there are temperaments that everybody has. We have different temperaments. You can, different temperaments. You have phlegmatics, cholerics, sanguines, melancholics, and a mixture of all of them. Most of the time, you wouldn't find one in one person. You can, you, everybody is different, isn't it? Yeah, what would be nice for you will not be nice for some. Sanguines like red colors. They like bright colors. They like, yeah, they like bright colors. But we are spirit-filled. So I, that's why I don't talk about temperament so much. We are spirit-filled. Yeah. See, I'm spirit-filled. I'm spirit-filled. Yeah. But sometimes your temperament can, your, the way you feel in yourself can make you do certain things that you don't want to do. Paul says, put your body under. Refuse to be a carnal Christian. Fight to remain spiritual. 
Do you understand? What does it mean to be spiritual? It means to allow the word of God to dominate your life. To allow the, the word of God to be what shows you what to do with yourself. Okay? For instance, when you read in Romans chapter, chapter 12, verse 1. Look at Romans chapter 12, verse 1. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. He didn't say you present your bodies a dead sacrifice. He says you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Meaning that, do you, do you understand a living sacrifice? This is a sacrifice that is alive. If you put it on the altar, it won't run away. That is why whenever you try to, you are praying, kalaba, shabalaba, your body won't stop. Is it true? Yeah. Your mind tells you, what are you doing? Why are you stressing yourself? What is your, your prayer? Have you seen the conjugation of Yabre? Jebre? Tubre? Eobre? Uh, have you seen it before? It was somewhere during the elections, election period. Someone was conjugating Yabre. Yabre? Jebre? Tubre? Eobreon? Vubreye? Know what? Nubreon? Do you remember your French? It's conjugating your bread. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you are not careful, your body will rule you. And you must fight to make sure your body does not rule you. You must fight to be spiritual. You must decide that I will give my life to prayer. Because it helps. Prayer helps. Prayer is a very big weapon that helps you. The word of God will help you. But your body does not like it. He hates it with all of his heart. Your body. Oh. But he says, bring your body as a living sacrifice to God. It is your reasonable service. If you consider how God has saved you and all the things that he has done, this is the natural thing to do. The natural thing to do is to give your life to him. To allow him to rule and reign in your life. To allow him to show you what to do with yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you understand what I'm trying to say? So you must fight to be spiritual. Fight to remain spiritual. Because a carnal mind is an enmity against God. That's what the Bible says. Okay? You see, all the senses in our body can either be used for God or be used for the world or used for something else. Your eyes, your sense of sight can be used for God or against God. God has instructions concerning what your eyes are supposed to be doing. Do you know that? How many of you know that? How many of you can give me a scripture that shows what your eyes are supposed to be doing? Somewhat. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Let's look at it. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. We'll try and pick them one by one and see what to do with it, okay? Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, downwards. It shows us what to do with our eyes and what to do with our ears. Our sense of hearing and our sense of sight. It says, my son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears unto my sins. Have you seen it? So when it comes to your hearing, what are you supposed to be hearing every single day? The word of God. If you are not careful, your ear will be hearing... Uh, songs, some songs, kalu, 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 or something. You'll be hearing. Uh, there's a this this song that has come. Hold on, hold on. Mabu erade mamu, erade bejisti ano. Hey, na mabu. You'll be hearing that continuously, or you'll be hearing what? Other what are the other songs? Gossip, you'll be hearing gossiping. Eh? You hear a solo. <laughs> Hallelujah. You'll be, your ears will be hearing all kinds of things. 
foolish things. You, if you are not careful, you give your ear to foolish things. You give your ear to demons. Your ear will be, demons will be talking to you, whispering to your ears. Go and say something to the guy. Go and be here. They'll be talking to you continuously. Continuously. And you before fri- Friday night is time for chilling. Hey. What are you what are you sitting in the room doing? What are you sitting in your house doing? You are supposed to be using your, your mouth to drink to drink some booze. Kakaibites is there for you. What a shock. Right now, the bitters are so many. I we don't know. There's Kakai bitters, there's Adonko bitters, JD bitters. And they are all over the news media. All over. You know about such things or you don't know about it. If you are not careful, your, your ears will be hearing all kinds of things. Meanwhile, the Bible says that my son incline. He says, attend to my words. Incline, that's how to attend to my words. He says, incline thine ears unto my sins. Let your ear be inclined unto my sins. Do you understand that? In other words, you program, if you don't program it, it will not happen. If you don't decide, you make a decision along that line. I want to hear God's word every single day of my life. I will not sleep with some songs from somewhere. I will sleep with the word of God playing. I will wake up with the word of God playing. I will make sure my environment has the word of God every single time. That's what he says you should do with our ears. Am I the one saying it in the Bible? So why do you want to listen to something else? Hear the word. That is what it means to be spiritual. And you must fight for it. You must Spirituality is not, it's not by osmosis. I cannot lay hands on you. Yes, it's not by us. I cannot lay hands on you and everything I know will come to you. It will never happen. So when I lay hands, receive it. Then everything, like all the scriptures I've read in my life will just enter. I'll go and see some people. Or if it were like that, then we'll be seeing all kinds of people so that they can lay hands on us. You go to Pastor Chris, all you need, Pastor, just lay hands on me. You'll be fine. Just, just lay hands on me. I'll be fine. You just go to Bishop. That, Bishop, all your wisdom, just lay hands on me. Everything will come to me. Osmosis, it will come. There's nothing like that. You must make an, a decision. You must decide that this is what I want to do. This is what I want to happen. And you go for it. Okay? You go for it. I want to hear. That's, is this, my, I said, attend to my words. Incline thine ears unto my sayings. Incline thine ears unto my sayings. Let my sayings be in your ears. Keep hearing it. If you keep hearing it, it will make you what it talks about. If you don't keep hearing it, you don't have you don't think that it's going to happen in your life. I saying it. If you don't keep hearing it, nothing is going to happen. Nothing is going you have you must you must you must I nearly said you must to fight. You must fight to make sure your ears are always hearing the word of God. Or else. Your ears will be hearing. Okay. What are some of the things your ears can hear or has heard in your life? I mean, you are just be honest with me. It's not a rhetorical question. It's actually a real question. So, tell me some of the things that your ears have heard in time past. What? Talk, talk. Oh, don't, don't be shy. Why, why are you shy? Don't, you don't have that sort of shyness. Talk to me. What? You can't do. You can hear people discouraging you. Hey, someone can sit down with you and discourage. Discouragement session. He can discourage you. Read 25 reasons why you must not do this. Yes, and the devil will take it and start talking to you continuously. You'll be sleeping and your mind and your heart will be talking to you. You can't do this. This church thing is not, it's not for you. It's not your business. Oh, you're into business. What is all this church thing? Huh. Talking to you. You are too crisp. You are too, why are you? Like you are too spiritual. 
people are removing their cleavage, you won't do some. That's your breast. Oh, it's like all your breasts have vanished. Let some show it. What is what is wrong with you? Hey. What? You only live once. YOLO. What a shock. Words. Things can come into your mind. They'll say things to you. You are, you are a boring guy. You are not fun to be with at all. Then you take it. I'm not fun to be with. I don't know what. Then you let, you let the devil. The devil is talking to you. What a shock. He says, let them not depart from thine eyes. Have you seen it? He's showing you what to do with your eyes. What are you supposed to do with your eyes? You are supposed to be looking at the word of God. Watching videos. Looking at the word of God. Looking at things that edify. Not at things that will not edify. Not at things that will not bring you any profit. There are a lot of things that we do that does not bring us profit. Sometimes you are watching some, some unnecessary movie. You don't even remember the movie. After, If I tell you to tell me the story, you don't remember. You don't know that they are stealing your time. The devil is stealing your time. You have no idea. The whole day. Serious. Hey. So it's like you don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know whether, I don't know whether you are not expecting me to talk about some of these things. I don't know what you're expecting me to talk about. What, what, were, you, what were you expecting? What were you expecting me to teach about? No, you're watching unnecessary things. Your whole night. You can do movie all night. Series. You are just watching series. You are watching Spartacus. They are teaching you bad things. And you are wondering why your feelings are just increasing like that. The things you are watching is what is informing you. You see, you don't like my message. Give the Lord a shout if you like my message. Lift up your leg and do this if you like my message. Hallelujah. You see, our born again experience affects our spirit. Our spirit man is born. You see, the Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. It's our spirit man. Okay? A spirit man becomes a new creature. A creature that has never existed before. Okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Never existed before. Never existed before. You're a new creature, a new person altogether. Different. Full of glory. Full of God. <laughs> it's a reality. It's not, it's not false. It is true. The Bible says that let God be true and not let all men be liars. Including you. Including you. What God has said is true. God is not telling a lie when he says that you have become a new creature. God is not telling a lie when he says that he is inside you. You see, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. It summarizes all the things that, most of the things that God did in Christ. The day you became born again, all the things that are mentioned in this place, you became, you were made. You became a child of God. It's not, it's not, it's not false that you are a child of God. You were a child of God. You are a child of God. You are God. Do you understand what it means to be a child of God? When they say you are a child of God, it means that what God thinks is what you think. You are, you are a child of your father, isn't it? You may look like him, isn't it? Is it true? How many of you look like your father or your mother? Who do you look like? You look like both of them sometimes, isn't it? Sometimes you smile and you realize that you look like your father. Ah, if you don't like your father, you start to become angry when you see it. Hallelujah. I have a friend who smiled in the mirror. When he saw it, he's like, ah, this is my father. Ooh. He wasn't happy. <laughs> like your father. Tell me about like your father. No matter what he has done against you. Some of our fathers were terrible. Is it true? Don't pay school fees. Don't mind. You don't, sometimes you've not even seen them before. Is it true? Sometimes they are giving you pressure, unnecessary pressure. There are some fathers too who are also very good. Whether they are good or bad. That is what God gave to you. Your job is to honor them. Have you read your Bible before? The Bible says we should honor... You've not read it before. You've not read it before. The way you looked at me, you have not read it before. 
Look at Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Then the, this, one, this one is in reference to another group of people, okay? Obey your parents in the Lord. You have to obey your parents, your physical parents, but there are parents that you have in the Lord that you must obey, okay? I'll talk about that one later. I'm talk, this one I'm talking about your, your real, your natural father. So the next thing says, honor thy father and mother. Do you understand what it means to honor thy father and thy mother? What does it mean? Amplified. Read the amplified of this particular verse. Honor. This esteem and value as precious. Esteem and what? Your mother and your father. Esteem them and value them as precious. You may not listen to everything that they say, but esteem them as precious. Do good to them. Honor them. How do you honor somebody? By giving to the person's life. You get it? And by responding to the person's instructions in a certain way. Of course, if your father is leading you away from Christ, you have no, you have no business obeying him. Yeah. Do you understand my message? It's like... It's like I'm saying something very bad. Am I saying something very bad? Or I am saying something that is treating you like it's really... Just do it. Sometimes your father is a very wild person. Your father had 75 wives. Yes. And your, your mother was forgotten the day she gave birth to you. Sometimes it happens. Is it true? Yeah, sometimes they, they, they provoke you. Do all kinds of things. But they say, still honor them. Esteem and value as precious your father and your mother. Then he says, this is the first commandment with a promise. What is the promise? So that you may live long. Your days on earth may be long. And so that, that those days that you live on earth will be full of prosperity as well. So no matter what he has done to you, honor him. Respect him. Don't remind him of his faults and his wrongs. And now you do this, you do that, you do that, you do that. You, do that. you are not correct. You are not, you'll be sorting your father. Don't do that. You don't know what he did for you. Yeah. You are coming. As you come in life, you realize that it's not a joke. To be a father or to be a mother. It's not a small thing. Yes. Anybody who has had a baby, Mr. Martin's wife is not sleeping. I do nice duty. <laughs> 1 a.m. the baby is awake. You do this. When he sees my face, it is time to play. I'm the one who plays with him. So when he sees my face, hey, it's time to play. So even if he's sleeping, that was the day they gave him to me. He was sleeping. He said I should try and put him to bed even some more. He was sleeping like this. When I took him, he opened his eyes. When he saw me, he did this. <laughs> 1 a.m. He's not going to say, and he may not sleep till 3 a.m. You may not have to start working from 7 a.m. or something. How are you going to do it? Isn't that amazing? So if you go and you're insulting them, what do you think will happen to you? God will remember all the things that they did for you when you weren't aware of your environment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So you must honor them. Tell them, but honor your father. This is not part of my message, but I'm, I'm being prompted to talk about it. Honor your father, okay? Respect him. Do good to him. When something comes into your hand, don't you see, don't marry immediately you finish school. Then as soon as you start working, you want to marry. You started working today. Tomorrow you start putting marriage preparations. They've looked after you all these years. Giving you money all these years. Now that small money has come into your hand, you are going to you are going to get a woman to come into your hand to come and drop all the money. What's wrong with you? Give to them first. Yeah. Eh? Wait for a year or two and give to your parents. And save small, small for your marriage as well. Okay? Yes. Slap your neighbor and say, Are you listening to me? Yes. <laughs> so don't let your eyes be looking at all kinds of things. Okay? We have become new creations. It is the truth. It is the truth. We have become the very children and sons of God, sons and daughters of God. It is not false, it is true. 
I said I was going to read Second Corinthians chapter six, isn't it? From verse fourteen to you. Let's look at it. Just be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Don't unite yourself with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? He calls the unbelievers unrighteousness, and he calls you righteousness. It is true that you have been made righteous. Okay? Do you understand what righteousness means? Out of all the things that righteousness means, one of the major things it means is the rightness of God. You know, God cannot be wrong. Can God be wrong? God can never be wrong. God can only live right, can be right and live right. He's right. Rightness is his nature. And therefore, he lives rightness or he lives rightly. So, righteousness is the ability of God in your spirit or the nature of God that causes you to live right. It's not only the, the ability of, of God's spirit in you that causes you to be able to stand before God without any sense of guilt. That's also another definition of righteousness. You can stand before God without any sense of guilt, okay, or inferiority or condemnation. You can stand before God bold and confident. At the same time, because of the righteousness of God in your spirit, you can stand before the devil with confidence and tell him to get out and he'll get out. You can stand before the devil without any sense of guilt or condemnation or inferiority complex. You can stand, you have superiority complex when it comes to the devil. When you stand before him or when he comes around. That's why you should never be afraid of any demonic activity. They can happen. But the Bible says that whosoever believes shall cast out devils. It says, In my name they shall cast out devils. So you mention the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, get out and they'll get out. You'll be surprised. They'll go. Hey, listening to me. So don't be afraid of witches. Don't be afraid of demons. They, may, they, may, they can do a lot of things. Demonic attack. Plenty. The number of demons on the earth are more than the number of human beings on the earth. How many of you know that? How many of you didn't know that? I'm telling you today. There are so many. Demons do not reproduce. They don't give birth. They're not like Mr. Martin and his wife. They, don't, they can't give birth. They're not like us. They can't give birth. Okay? The demons that were here during Abraham's time. That were here during Sodom and Gomorrah. And that was Abraham's time. Sodom and Gomorrah. Those who were causing them to be homosexuals and lesbians and all those things. Are the same demons that are here. They don't reproduce. They are not a race, so they don't reproduce. Do you understand? The demons in the madman of Gadara. How many of you have read that portion of the Bible before? In Mark chapter 5. Let's read it. Mark chapter 5. Let's read from from verse 1. Oh, are you listening to me at all? Are you being blessed? Are you receiving anything? Yes. And they came over onto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. That's Jesus and his disciples. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. The man had an unclean spirit. The spirit was unclean. Okay? What does that mean? An unclean spirit, because of the things that he, the, the spirit was causing the man to do. It shows you what an unclean spirit is. The man was naked. Look at the next thing. He says, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him. And no, not with chains. Nobody could restrain him. He could not be restrained. He could not be restrained. One great sign of demonic activity is when people are behaving in a way that they cannot be restrained. You say, don't do this. That is what they will do. You get it? And they will do it with passion. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Sometimes you go, you are in secondary school, they say nobody should jump the wall. 
That is when people, they know that when they jump the wall, it's not just their flesh that is moving them. Demons function with your flesh as well. Sometimes your flesh, sometimes the demons get involved. Hallelujah. It says, because he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, he was breaking the chains, and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. He could not be tamed. He could not be tamed. He could not live a life of his. Nobody could instruct him. Nobody could tell him, go and bath. And if you say go and bath, he will beat you and cut you. The Bible says he was cutting himself with stones. He is crying, yet he's cutting himself. Just like someone is smoking weed, is getting it, yet he's still smoking it. You get it? Someone is taking heroin. He's injecting himself. <laughs> it's paining him, but you do it again. I see it. He can't stop. Someone is a boozite, alcohol, he can drink. He's drunk. He can't do anything. He wants to stop, but he can't stop. You think it's just his flesh? It's not just his flesh. His flesh started in his flesh, but demons have gotten involved. He cannot be restrained. He cannot be tamed. He's cutting himself. He's doing things that are hurting himself and hurting his family, yet he can't stop. I see what I'm talking about. So will you see when you see demon, demonic activity? Will you see it? Or you can't see it? Uh-huh. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in, in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones. Crying out loud and cutting himself with stones. Oh! Very sad story. But when Jesus came, look at the next thing. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. The demons could not prevent him from doing that. He ran and worshipped him. And cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. Talking, t- telling Jesus not to torment him. For he said unto him, Come out of the man. Jesus, as soon as Jesus saw him, said, Come out of him. When Jesus said, Come out of him, the man responded and said, I beg, don't send me to the darkness of the pits of hell. Because our time is not yet up. For he said unto him, Come out of the man. But thou unclean spirit. Look at the next verse, verse 9. And he asked him, what is thy name? And he said, saying, my name is Legion. Do you know what Legion is? Legion is any number between 3,500 and 7 to 2,000. In one person. There were 7 to 2,000 demons in one person. But one, one devil was in charge of all the demons. He was the one in authority. So he was the one who spoke. You get it? Yeah. Oh, have you read your Bible before? Yeah. Go to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 12. Let me show you something. I said there are plenty. As for demons, the demons are many. There are plenty. Plenty. And they are always looking and seeking to do something to you. Am I scaring you? Okay, thank God I'm not scaring you. I'm showing you what the Bible says. And I'm showing you what to do with yourself. That's what I'm talking about, your, your senses. What to do with it. Sometimes when we show you one side, you may not appreciate it. We must show you the other side. So I said that, hey, if I don't do this side, this is what will happen. You get it? All right. Matthew chapter 12. Hmm. Let's read from, from verse 43. Matthew chapter 12 from verse 43. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. Then he said, I'll return into my house from whence I came out. And when he's come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Go to the next verse. Then he then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. 
and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. Have you seen it? So when an evil spirit goes out, if you, if you cast out the devil, go out. And he goes out. And he goes and tries to seek for another place and can't find any. He will come back. To that same place. He calls it my home. He will come back. When he comes and he sees that the place is fine. Everything is okay. But there's nobody dwelling in there. There's nothing dwelling in there. He will not come again on his own. Because he knows that he can be sent out again. So he will go and bring seven other spirits that are more wicked than he. But he will, he will be the one to have authority over them. Because he's the one introducing them. He's the one bringing them in. He's the landlord. But they will come and come and inhabit that place. Or inhabit that person. And the Bible says at the end of that thing or that, that generation will be, more, will, be, will be more terrible than it was before. I get saying I believe that was what happened to this madman of Gadara. That is why so many demons could be could be inside. One person. So many because people have tried to help him. But he wasn't replacing what he, what had, the demons had gone with the right thing. Okay? Oh, are you listening to me at all? Yes. So many. When Jesus told the demons to get out, and they got out, the Bible says that he put them into they went into two thousand pigs. And the pigs rushed into the sea and died in the sea. Those pigs died. It's not every pig that has demons. I beg, chew your pig, okay? Chew your domedo. Tell anybody, chew your domedo. It's actually very nice meat. It's very nice. Hallelujah. So, there are so many demons, so many devils in places around us. And their job is to destroy, to kill. And they, 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 are lords, they are lords in the flesh. Okay? They function in the world. The Bible calls the devil the God of this world. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Look at 1 Corinthians 4 4. No, no, no. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Yeah. Let's read from verse 3 so it makes more sense. But if our gospel be hid, it says, if our gospel is hidden, it is hidden to them that are lost. Then it says, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe, blessed the life of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Have you seen it? He says that he, the devil is called the God of this world. He's the God of this world, this world system. He's the God of all that happens around us. God is not the one in charge of the world. I don't know if you know God is not in charge of the world. If God is in charge of the world, then he has, he has everything in a mess. If God is in charge of the world, why are, people, why are children dying? Why are there wars? Why, why do you have all kinds of foolish things happening around? God is not in charge. If God were in charge, it would be fine. God is in charge of heaven. That's why heaven is fine. There's order and everything. The devil is the one in charge of this world. I'm not the one saying it. He's called the God of this world. God is, God is the God of the heavens. Okay? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. He's in charge. He's a God of this world system. And his devils and demons functioning in this world and this world system. They function around us. And their quest is to destroy. And the first two places they want to, to get to you through are your mind and your body. How do they get to your mind? Through your senses, what you are hearing. That's why I'm telling you, don't let your ears be exposed to things that are not correct. Okay? 
Think of, think of it like this. Thoughts are actually devils. Thoughts are spirits. Yes. Thoughts. Say thoughts. Are spirits. They can either be devils. Say, they can either be devils, demons, or angels. So you are there, you are sitting there. And the thought of a certain lady will come into your mind. Ah, this girl. Charlie, I go, I go love pressing breasts. Wow. You think it's a, what do you think? Don't you know it's a demon that is coming to your mind? Just know it's a demon that is coming to your mind. Hallelujah. Probably because you saw something. They use what you see and what you hear to minister to you. And they check whether you picked what they have, they have brought to you. By your response. By what you are seeing. Okay? <laughs> or you are there and then a thought of fear enters your mind. I don't think I'll be able to do this. I don't think my life will amount to anything. Do you think it is you thinking it? There's a huge demon sitting around. It's talking to you. And then you say it. You interpret it in your mind. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, that's the realm of the spirit. The realm of the spirit is actually realm of thoughts. Because spirits, ah, thoughts that are ministered, they come. Yeah, messages, things that you hear. You may read the newspapers. The government is not employing anybody. That is it. The devil starts using it against you. You will never be employed. Don't, don't even think about applying for anything. Nobody's going to employ you. The government is not employing. And then he's talking to you like that. Okay? But what you can do is to give your ear to God. How do you give your ear to God? My son, incline thy ears unto my word. Unto my word. My sins. And be uh, beware. Know what exactly is happening. Don't be ignorant of the devil's devices. Don't be ignorant of what the devil can do. Or what the devil does. We overcome the devil. And his demons. When a thought like that comes to you. Listen. As for thoughts, they come. Do you know thoughts come? I'm wondering how many thoughts has come to your mind this morning. Even whilst you are here. What has come into your mind? Thoughts, as well as thoughts, they will come every time you hear things. Things will come to you. Okay? But you don't give it, you abort the thoughts with your confession, with what you say with your mouth. So you say, in the name of Jesus. It's the name of Jesus carries power, isn't it? This is how you're walking in the name of Jesus. If you are going to walk in spirituality and move, become a wild spiritual giant in God, which God wants for you. Eh? Then you must learn to give your mind through your ears. Give your ears to God. Give your eyes to God. Okay? And learn to cast out devils with your word. Go to Mark chapter 16. Let's read from verse 15. Mark 16, 15. Can you read it to me? One to go. Is everybody there? Some of not, we are more than the, the voices I'm hearing. So I want you to read it with, with passion, okay? One, two, go. And preach the gospel. Shall be saved. But he that believeth. Sh- In my name shall they cast out devils. Have you seen it? 
says, in my name shall they cast out devils. Are you born again? Do you believe in the name of the Son of God? Are you a child of God? He says, in my name shall they cast out what? Devils. I've told you how the devils come. How do they come? Through thoughts. Bad thoughts. Because of some things that you have heard. Even in some things that you have seen. You may have seen something 10 years ago. You'll be there and it will come back to you. Hey! What do you do to it? Get out in the name of Jesus. You have no place. I have bought this thought in Jesus' mighty name. You'll be shocked that you'll be able to, you'll be able to walk in, with God correctly. Because you are taking these things out. Get out. You know, sometimes... I don't know if you've ever seen some people. They'll be there. You, you'll be there with them and then they'll just, they'll just say, get out. I, I refuse to think like this. Have you ever been with someone like that? Yeah. Because thoughts are coming. Thoughts that are not from God are coming in. And if you don't abort them, they'll form gradually. Before you realize that's become a very big thing. I see your strong with something you cannot stop. Hallelujah. You realize that your body is no more a temple for... It's like it's not becoming a temple. The temple that it's supposed to be. It's like you're, you're, you're using your body to do all kinds of things. And you'll be shocked. You'll be surprised at yourself. Ah, why is it? It's like, what I... And you start quoting scriptures like this. What I want to do, I cannot do. The evil that I don't want to do, that is what I find myself doing. No. God has... Oh, wretched man as I am. God has given us a victory. Okay? We have dominion. We have authority. We have, a, we have, a, we have power. We have been made the righteousness of God. Therefore, we can live right for God. Say, I live right for God. I live right for God. Okay? Can you imagine God stealing? God is stealing. Can you imagine God fornicating? God is busy fornicating. Have you ever seen something before? Or can you even think about it? Do you think God will do something like that? Someone is saying, I can think that God is doing something like that. God slept with Mary when he was not married to Mary. Yeah, someone just said that in their heart. That's why it came to me. Hallelujah. Can you imagine God boozing? <laughs> no, no, can you imagine God smoking? Can you imagine God angry and fighting on the streets? Can you, can you imagine that? If you want to see what or who God is, look at Jesus' life. Jesus is God. Is God manifest in flesh walking around? Look at how Jesus lived his life. How come Jesus was able to live right? The Bible says that he was tempted in all points. Yet without sin. Is it possible for someone to walk around without doing anything wrong? It is emphatically possible. Have you read your Bible well? Ask anybody, do you read your Bible? You have to tell him, you have to read it all. Tell the one behind you, you have to read your Bible all. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus was tempted where? In all points, just as we are. Let's read it. Hebrews chapter 4. Look at Hebrews chapter 4. Let's read from a store so that it makes more sense. Hebrews chapter 4 from a store. It says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And of the joints and marrow. And is a designer of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hallelujah. Neither is any, is there any creature that is not manifest in the sight. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Praise the Lord. Then verse 15 says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. Jesus the son of God. Let us hold fast our profession. Verse 15. is what I want you to see. Read verse 15 to me. 15 to me. One to go. 
yet without sin. Have you seen it? Read it again. One to go. Yet without sin. He was in all points tempted just as we are, yet without sin. How was he able to do that? He was able to do that because he had the nature of God in him, because he was God himself. And it's the same nature that has been given to us. Okay? The Bible says, Christ has made to us righteousness. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. It says, But of him are ye in Christ, he says, Who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption? Christ has made unto us wisdom. So it means that you are the wisest person that ever lived. Jesus called himself a greater than Solomon. He said that a greater than Solomon has come. Jesus was wiser than Solomon. You think Solomon was wise? Jesus was wiser. He said greater than Solomon has come. And Christ has become my wisdom. I'm not the one saying, isn't it in the Bible? See, I'm wise. So you are the wisest person that can ever live. You even have the mind of Christ. The Bible says that we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. That is, that's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, isn't it? Let's look at it. I want to show it to you. Are you writing the scriptures down? Yeah, that's, so you, when you go, you keep looking at it, okay? If you don't look at it, it will not become real to you. Do you know what you look at and what you hear is what becomes real to you? I don't know if you know that. I don't know if you ever heard of the story concerning this small boy who wanted to fly like Superman. Because he had watched Superman so many times. You know Superman? Man of Steel. So he stood on top of a building and jumped and died. Why did he do that? He did that because he had been watching it for so long. When we were younger, if we watch a Chinese movie, we'll take sticks and then we'll start. I mean, you realize that when you punch your brother, you don't get the sound that they have. You know, when you punch, when they punch, you hear. But you punch your brother in it. It doesn't, you don't hear it. So you use your mouth to do it. So you punch your brother in that guy, is it true? Yeah. yeah. You take sticks and you use as as knives. And you're doing chine, 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 chine. Hey, did you do some of these things while you were playing game? Were you born in 2005 or something? Or you were born? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The scriptures are true. See, the scriptures are true. What God says is true. He says, for who has known the mind of Christ, of the Lord? This is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. Then he says, but we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. It's it the truth. We have the mind of Christ. He says, let God be true and all men be liars. So your body may be telling that you are not wise. You are a very foolish boy. Very foolish boy. Look at you. Look at how terrible you are. Look at your head. Your head is not even nice. <laughs> with all your head, you don't even know anything. The devil can be talking to you like that. What you are supposed to be doing with your mouth is to talk what the word, the word of God says. That, that is the reason for our mouth. Our mouth is to communicate the word of God. Our heart is to believe the word of God and communicate it with our mouth. Our eyes is to look at the word of God. Our ears are to what? Hear the word of God. Okay? And our body, the, the, our sense of touch must be used to touch the things of God. That's what, that's what they are supposed to do. So, God shows us what to do with ourselves. With our five senses. Through his word. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Say, I'm, I'm the, you see, we have been made the rightness. It's true. It's not false. We have been made the rightness of God. It means that I can live right. I can live right. That is what righteousness means. I can live right. Yeah. 
I can live right. If God does not fornicate, I cannot, I do not fornicate. If God does not smoke, I, I do not smoke. I break the power of smoking over my life in Jesus' mind. You can deliver yourself and you'll be fine. You'll be surprised. You will be, sur- you will be shocked. You will be shocked. Hallelujah. You like my message? I said you must fight to remain spiritual. And I'm showing you how to fight to remain spiritual. By giving over your body with these five senses to God. Okay? Yeah. What you look at is what becomes your reality. What you are told, what you hear becomes your reality. Listen. Go to Genesis. Let me show you something very nice in the Bible, okay? Can I show it to you? I like what I'm going to show it to you so much. So so much. I feel like jumping before I show it to you. Go to to Genesis chapter 3. You remember the temptation of Adam, isn't it? Adam fell when he was tempted. Jesus stood when he was tempted. So Jesus is called the last Adam. Jesus died so that we might not die. Hallelujah. This after Adam had taken, partaken of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. It wasn't an apple. You can eat your apples. Hallelujah. Look at verse 9. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Adam, where art thou? Where art thou, Adam? Look at the next thing. And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. How does this relate to where are you? He said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Look at the next thing. Look at God's response. I like God's response so much. And he said, who told thee? Who told you that you were naked? God didn't say, how did you become naked? The first question God asked was, who told you? Who told you that you are naked? Well, listen, our life, your whole life, I, listen to me very carefully. If you missed this one, you didn't come to church. Okay? If you missed what I'm going to say now, you didn't come to church. Your whole life is because of what you are told. Your whole life. Everything, whatever you are now, is because of what you have been hearing. What you have been, you have been, they have been telling you. They have been told you, if you like. <laughs> eh? What have you been hearing in your life? What have you been, what is the information you are getting? Adam got information from the devil, and because he got information from the devil, he started seeing himself differently from what God had actually made him. So God said, Who told you that thou was naked? That he had, has thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shall, shall, shouldest not eat? Who told you? Who told you? Tell me about who told you? How do you know you're a Ghanaian? Do you, is there a Ghanaian feeling? Is there a Ghanaian feeling? Is there a Ghanaian feeling? Ghanaian air or Ghanaian blood. Is there anything like that? No. Why do you know you are Ghanaian? Why do you know? You are told, isn't it? Why do you know that you are Nigerian? Our Nigerian brothers and sisters who are here. You know you are Nigerian because you were told that you are Nigerian. Is it true? Is there Nigerian blood? No, there's none. If we cut you right now, we cut the Ghana, the Ghana boy, you realize that your blood is the same. Is it true? So your life is as a result of what you have been told. If you are thinking that you are foolish, you've been told. You've been listening to something that is making you feel foolish. Yes, if you are thinking that you are nothing, it means that you are hearing something continuously that has been telling you that you are nothing. That's why you, are, that's why you believe it. In First John chapter 5, go to First John chapter 5. Look at verse 9. First John 5, 9. Very powerful scripture. He says, if we receive the witness of men, what is the witness of men? The testimony of men. What men say? 
Have you? We listen to people, isn't it? You listen to people around your friends. There are some people whose lives are run by their friends. Their friends are the ones influencing them. Why are they doing foolish things? They are doing foolish things because their friends are doing it. And their friends are, friends are advising them. Let's go here. Then they'll go. Let's be here. They listen to the witness of, the, of men. Okay? Who said we can't fly? You can't fly. You can't, they say you can't fly. That's why you are not, you've not tried to fly. Is it true? Yeah. Yes. It's because you've been told. Maybe we can fly, but we've not learned that we can fly. Oh, anything is false because Adam was flying. Adam was flying. Adam could walk on water. That's why when Jesus came, he walked on water. We've been told certain things over the years. Strong and hard. That is why we are, we are the way we are sometimes. How do you know your father and your mother are your father and your mother? How do you know that your, your brothers are your brothers? Oh no, I know people who grew up after many years and realized that their father was not their father. Do you know that? There was a lady, 25 year old lady. She was going to America. You know, America would want you to do DNA tests. Her father was inviting her to come. They did the DNA test and they realized that the father is not the father. And the father was not happy. The father was angry. I mean, the whole house was in chaos. Because when they did the paternity test, they realized that it wasn't the father. But the man has even known that it's the daughter. And the daughter has known that this is my father. It's only the woman who knows that it is not true. But they were there 25 long years. Everything was fine. And the girl looks like the man. The girl looks like the man. Do you know that you look like the one you always keep looking at? What you keep looking at is what you look like. <laughs> if your father is not, was not coming to your house when you were small, was not playing with you when you were small, but the, the landlord was the one who was playing with you when you were small, you look like the landlord. It's not the, land, you are, the landlord is not your father, but you look like the landlord. <laughs> Hallelujah. How do you know? You were told. Everything you know, you were told. Am I lying? I'm not lying. It says, if you've believed in the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. The witness of God is greater. God has a witness. God has something that he's saying. That one is greater than what everybody's saying. What the devil is saying, what people are saying. He says it's greater than what all of them are saying. His testimony is greater. What is the testimony of God? Or what is the witness of God? He says that God... For this is the witness of God which he has given unto us. For this is the witness of God which he has testified of his son. Verse 10. He that believeth the son of, son of God has the witness of him in himself. He that believeth not has made him a liar or has made God a liar because he believeth not the record that God, God gave of his son. Verse 11. And this is the record or this is the witness of God. That God has given to us eternal life. This is the witness of God. This is God's testimony. This is what God is saying. I have given you eternal life. I have given it. Do you believe what God is saying? If you believe in it very well, and if it will work in your life, you do have eternal life. You are not ordinary. With eternal life comes the gift of righteousness. With eternal life comes wisdom. With eternal life comes the glory of God. With eternal life comes the power of God. The power of God that is resident in your spirit, you have no idea. There's so much power. You can do so much for God. You can can do so much in this world. Okay? The witness of God is such that he says that whatsoever you touch shall prosper. So whatever you touch will prosper. It will go forward. It will increase. But it may not happen to you. Even though you are a child of God. Why wouldn't it happen to you? Because you are still, you believe in God. You are a child of God. He has given eternal life. But you are listening to what every other person is saying. 
what your world is telling you, what your flesh is telling you, what your parents are seeing, what this one is seeing, what this one is seeing, what your friends are seeing. You are not listening to what he has said. Because you are not giving, you have given your, your ears to all kinds of things, giving your eyes to all kinds of things. Are you listening to me? Yes, that is why to not to preach in your life. But it's true. It is there. It is true. There's so, you can do so much. You can do so much. You are the greatness of God in the earth. And that is the truth. That is the truth. But you must see it. If you don't see, you can say it with your mouth as many times as you want. But if you are saying it to your mouth and you are not believing it to your heart, it will not happen. Hallelujah. So what are you giving your eyes to? If I were you, I'll give my eyes to what God is saying. I'll let my eyes keep looking at God. Not watching unnecessary movies. Unnecessary movies. You have watched this movie so many times. You have watched this series. You have watched from season 1 to season 17. And you are making money and you are not making money. You are, sitting, you are just enjoying. Before you were like, you are 45, 50, 70, and you are dying and you are going. Without putting to work any of the things that God has put inside you. And you are, what are you going to say to God while you meet him? What did you do with your life? I was watching series, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. What, what, what did you do with your life? Oh, I was just, I was working and eating and giving my children some... Listen, our life is bigger than that. You must have so much that you can be a blessing to millions of people. You can give to plenty of people and not feel it. That is what God has promised for us. Or what, what God has given to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your life is supposed to be a life of soul winning. You are, you are a soul winner. I'm a soul winner. It, it shouldn't be difficult for you to talk to someone about Jesus. Not at all. Because you know what you have and you know what it's... You see, the reason why people can't preach to people is because they don't have Christ. They, you see, the, what they are saying, they don't believe it. You get it? The testimony of Jesus is not your testimony. You believe in Jesus. You love him. But he's not doing much in your life. Or his knowledge has not done much in your life. You don't have a testimony. Testimony. Testimony, testimony. Testimony. You don't have testimony. You get it? There's no testimony. If you have a testimony about about what the Lord has done for you, it will be very easy for you to talk about him to people. If you see him, you will talk. Paul could not but talk about Christ because he had seen him. His eyes had seen him. His ears had heard him. His hands had handled him. Yeah. He knew. So he didn't have difficulty expressing that life to people. Talking to people. Listen, if you come to Christ, your life will change. Because my life has changed. Has your life changed? If your life has not changed, then it means you have been focusing on other things. For many churches, it's a ritual. They say we should go to church. That's why they can come and sleep. Yeah, they can come because they've gone to church since the day they were born. Sometimes, some time of them are not even born again. You just find yourself in church and you think you are born again. You are not born again. You've been living in church for twenty years or twenty-five years. You've been going and coming, but you have not really encountered Christ. You have not really given your life to Christ. You have not believed in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life and that He rose from the dead. You don't believe in it, but you are around. When you confess, you confess, and when you will do some, but you don't really. You don't have any encounter. You've not had any encounter with them. When you read the Bible, nothing is happening to you. You are reading the Bible and you are flat. Listen, the word of God is a person. We read it some few minutes ago. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. 
Okay? He says the word of God is quick and powerful. Let's read the Amplified of that particular version. Verse. Are you here at all? Yeah. Do you like my message? Yeah. Are you sure? I slap your neighbor and ask, do you, do you like his message? Can I slap your neighbor? Don't do this. Don't tap your neighbor. Slap. Let your neighbor know that you love him. You know, sometimes you have to slap it for the message to, ca- to enter you. Sometimes when we hit you like that, bah! then it will enter. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a shout. Hmm. Are you okay? Yeah. He says, for the word that God speaks is alive. The word is alive. Are you alive? So anything that is alive is something you can relate with. I mean, I can't be living with you and not be able to relate with you. If you have life in you, life means that you can talk. Life means that you can hear. Life means that you can feel. You can relate. You have a person. If you, if there's life, there's a person who related to the life. Even cats have personalities. Even cats. Dogs have personalities. There are some dogs. If you, uh, they're home dogs. They don't mind people. Have you seen? When they eat in the morning, they just go out. They walk ah, all over the area. Then somewhere in the evening they will come. But some of the foreign ones are different. They would want to relate with you. Can you imagine that a dog would see you and come to you because he knows you? Yeah. If he doesn't know you, you do this. Is it true? Yeah. Yes, he knows what to do because he has life. He's alive. If he dies, you can't relate with it. The word of God is not dead. It's alive. I'm not the one. It says, for the word that God speaks is alive. It's not just alive. It's full of power. If I'm, if I'm communicating with you, have, do you have friends? How do you feel when you're talking to your friend? No, your friend is even too left. Do you have beloveds? Do you have a beloved? Say the truth and shame the devil. Tell him about say the truth and shame the devil. Valentine's Day is coming. Tell him about Valentine's Day is coming. If you have a beloved, say it. If you have a girlfriend, say it. If you have a boyfriend, say it. Maybe the Lord will do you, do you good. The one sitting by you might become something. You never know. Oh, are you talking to your neighbor? Tell your neighbor. Maybe the one sitting by you may become your wife or your husband. Yes. So say the truth. Say that I don't have any. So that your neighbor will know that you don't have any. Because we have come. We don't know. You don't really know. Do you have? Do you have? Do you have? You ask your neighbor. Do you? Do you have a girlfriend? Do you have a boyfriend? Do you, are you going out? Do you have a beloved? Or you don't have any? Do I have chance? Do I have? Ch- <laughs> ask your neighbor. Do I have chance? Do I have chance? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> it's alive. The word is alive. So when, you're talk- when you're talking to your beloved, you, 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 you realize that, Charlie, your heart is going. Hey! Something is happening to you. It's like there are some butterflies in your system. They're just moving you like that. The rest of you are looking at me, it's like you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm feeling bad. I'm feeling bad. Hallelujah. The word of God is like that. It is alive. As you read it, it does something to you in your inside. It moves you. It can compel, it can talk to you. Because it has, it has eyes, it has ears. It's all there. It says, for the word of God, that, that, uh, the word that God speaks, it's alive and full of power. Making it active, operative, energizing and effective. 
It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, soul, and the immortal spirit, and on the joys and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sitting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. Go to the next verse. And not a creature exists that is concealed from his sight. You see, he, he tells you the Lord of God has sight from his sight. That all things are open and exposed and naked and defenseless to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Because the word of God is a person. So if you are, you are reading the Bible and it's, doing, it's not doing anything to you. It's like you are reading Twinkle Twinkle Little Stars. You open John 1.1. 1, 1. You read, in the beginning was the word, Twinkle Twinkle, and the word was God. Little stars, and the word was God. How I wonder what you want. Before I realize you have, you have slept. Because it was singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Stars, so that's why you can sleep. But if it is alive... As it's supposed to. How can you make it alive? You have to pay attention to it even more. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So it can work on you. The word of God can talk to you. And it will make you a soul winner. Yeah. It will, it will make something out of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It must, you must have a revelation of God. You must have an encounter with the word of God. Hi, listen to me. Yeah. You have, you have to have an encounter with the word of God. Also, it will not make any difference in your life. See, I will have an encounter with the word of God. There's, there's a scripture that I want to show you. One last scripture I want to show you. Okay? It's a scripture that talks about how the word of God can become alive for you. You see, sometimes we don't read it because it's like it's boring. When you open it, thou and shall. If you don't like the thou and shall, just get one that does not have that one. Okay? Just get something else. BB, Bible and Basic, basic English, ISV, Message. Amplified. Get one that does not have that and read it. Because it will do something for you. Okay? What God has said is greater. It is. It's greater. We must let our eyes stay on it. Our ears must be stayed on it. Our heart must be stayed on it. Our mouth must see it. And our senses must touch it. We must relate with it. It must become real to you. How will it become real to you? You have to start praying that it will become real to you. If you realize that it's not real to you, pray this. Pray what I'm going to show you, okay? Are you going to pray? Look at Ephesians. Oh, people have said things to us. People have told us things. We are functioning by what we've been told. Sometimes in some families, they'll say that you can't marry until you are 35. And you realize that it is true. You look at your, your family. Your mother married when you were 35. Your sister, your big sister is 34. She's not married. 35, she'll marry. Is it true? There are some families like that. There are things that have been decreed on people. Things. Things that have been said. Nobody will be able to marry and die married. You can marry now. But by the time, by five years' time, you will come home to be with us. You realize that all your aunties, nobody has husband. They all have children, but they don't have husband. Oh, am I lying to you? You check your family, you realize, hey, not even one has a, a husband. It's either their husbands die or their husbands leave them. You should start warning the one who is coming to marry you. We have to do something about this. Yes. The word of God is powerful. It can cure everything. You can break all the limits, family limits that are around. Because you don't belong to that family. You belong to the family of God. Hallelujah. But you have to know that you belong to the family of God. I'm talking about knowing it to the extent that it oozes out of your, your body. You know you can know something so much that you just talk about it without thinking twice. Is it true? You can know something. You just, it just, it just comes out of you. 
the Indians chew, some of the Indians chew garlic so much that it smells of their body, even if they've not eaten it. And they are coming, you realize that garlic is smelling in the area, wherever they are. They've eaten it so much that it is smelling in their body. That is what God says you should do with the word of God. He says, eat it, let it ooze out of your body. Let me show you, let me show you a scripture before I show you the one I said I was going to show to you, okay? I write in the scriptures down. Look at Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 2. Oh, hallelujah. Let's read chapter 3 from verse 1. We can read the Amplified. Sorry, the, the message. Okay? It says, Hold to me, son of man. Eat what you see. Eat this book. What book was he giving to him? He was giving him scriptures. The scripture. He told him, Eat this book. Then go and speak to the family of Israel. Eat it. Have you seen it? You must eat the word. How do you eat the word? By reading it and meditating on it. Look at verse 10. Same book, same chapter, verse 10. Then he says, Son of man, get all these words that I'm giving you inside you. Listen to them obediently. Make them your own. How do you make them your own? What I'm talking about is letting letting your eyes look at the word of God so long that you just know that what God has said is true. You get it? And it becomes your experience. Until you've seen it, you, it will not be your experience. We can talk about righteousness. You can declare that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus if you have not seen it. The reason why we are declaring it is because we want to see it and for it to be our experience. But if you are saying it, it's not your experience, you must, you must know that you have not really checked it well. Okay? You have not really checked it well. You must check it well. You must see it well. Because righteousness is the rightness of God. I live right. Yes, I live right. I don't talk foolishly. I don't think foolishly. You realize you are thinking foolishly. You are talking, you are talking foolishly. It means I have not seen it well. I have to see it well. How do I see it well? I have to give my eyes to it. I have to give my ears to it. I have to study it. Okay? He says, meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly unto them. So that your progress, your profiting will appear unto all men. There's profit in meditating on the word of God. There is. It will, it will dictate your life. You'll be surprised that you can't do some things. You just can't do some things. Yeah. It will, it will make you what you're talking about, it's talking about. It will. Okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, I have the wisdom. I have the wisdom of God working in me. Say, it's operative. It's operative. Yeah. It will work in me. See, I'm wise. Yeah. We are saying it so as to become real to us. That's why we are saying it. That's why we confess. So as to become real to us. Because what you have not seen will not be your experience. Say this with me. What I have not seen will never be my experience. I need to see it. I have to see it. Yeah. You realize you confess prosperity is mine. But you realize that things are not, the money is not showing up. I'm a money farmer, but you are not farming money. Okay? Maybe I have not seen it well. It is never on God's side. It's not God's fault. It's not God's fault. God has done what he's supposed to do. I, have, I may not have seen it well. Check from the scripture. You don't even know. Maybe you don't know the scriptures that even talk about prosperity. That's what I'm talking about. Maybe you don't know the scriptures that talk about prosperity. You've never checked in your Bible. You've never marked it in your Bible. Go to your Bible. Look for those scriptures. Mark them. And start thinking about them. Start talking about them. Okay? That's how we do it. If you are not intent on it, it won't happen. You see, everything I touch will work. No matter the opposition, it will work. 
There's nobody has nobody is without opposition. Anything you want in life, there's opposition to it. There's op- you want to marry, there's opposition. You must fight to marry a good woman. That was actually what I wanted to say in the in the beginning. You must fight to marry a good person, a good woman. You ha- it's a fight. Yes. You must fight to marry a good man. Because your life will go like this. If it's not going like this, your life will be going like this. And you are looking here, but your life is going here. Yes. Your marriage can just take you off. If you are not smart. If you don't allow the word of God to form in you. And to show you what to do. You'll be shocked. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Check the word. The word is powerful. It is more powerful than any business you can get yourself involved in. Hey, it is so powerful. You have no idea. It will make your life work. Okay? You are struggling with academics. Stop, stop struggling. I, said, I refuse to struggle. Yeah. I'll check the word. You check the word. You see that you, re- you realize that God has not given you the spirit of fear. I don't have the spirit of fear. You see paper and you're afraid. I don't have the spirit of fear. Black and white paper. White paper with black written on it, and then something is happening to you. Some people poo poo, some people poo poo on them, some, some people faint, some people become sick. A lot of things because of paper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, you are working, there's no promotion. No promotion is coming. Your money has been 1,002 since five years ago. What can you do with 1,002? No, what can you do with 1,002? Do you know the price of cement? Do you know how many cement bags are in one of these pillars? So many. <laughs> you want to build a mansion? It may never happen. By the time you finish building it, you are 65. And you are in retirement. You go and sit inside for five years and then you die. No. There must be more. My life can be more. You want to, you want to increase your life? You want to go for it? There's a way. He's showing you. That's what I'm showing you now. Incline your ears. Tell everybody, Incline your ears. Hold your neighbor's ears and say, incline your ears. Incline your ears. Let your ears hear God. And his word. Okay? Yeah. Find out. And the rightness of God. You realize that you want to, you want to get close to God, but there's this thing that is worrying you. You can watch porn like you are mad. You want to stop watching, but you can't stop. Hey, is it true? Yes. The Lord has shouted if it is true. Some people are not sincere and honest. They don't want to shout. They don't want anybody to see that something like that has happened to them before. Yeah. There are sins that so easily beset you. There are things you want to get close to God. You really, the Bible says that those, the one who climb into the, the mountain of the Lord must have pure hands and must have his heart not having iniquity in it. If you want to get closer to God, your heart must be pure. Your heart must be pure. That's what the Bible says. It says, because thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity, he has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. You want to do well. But this thing is preventing you from going forward. You pray, Father, I stop this thing in Jesus' name. Ay, 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 ay. I stop, I stop, I stop. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Then you open your eyes. <laughs> then you go. Then a great opportunity comes to you. Then you say to God, Father, I know what I said, but you let's, let's just, let's just feel free today. If God were looking at that, he would have killed you by now. Thank God for God. God is not wicked. He doesn't kill us when we... Sometimes you can say that, hey, this thing, I will never do it again, Lord. If I do it again, cut off my tongue. Cut off my leg. People make promises, but they are unable to keep... They are unable to fulfill it. Castrate me, Lord. Cut it off. Still. 
Give the Lord a shout if you like my message. Oh. Yeah, you, you really and honestly want to get close to God. You pray in tongues. Shabalaba. Ragababa. Pala, 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 pala. Hey. You finish, you go out. And then this thing is facing you like this. Then you say, Lord. Lord. The spirit is willing by the soul. The body is weak. God, don't worry. I'll see you again soon. God, I'll come and confess my sins. Everything will be fine. No, you realize that you are, you are in the same place. It's, almost, it's like you are developed, but you, are, you make one step forward and then a half step back. So you move just half. You get it? Yes. You must, you must let righteousness well. It's not sin consciousness that will produce good. It's righteousness consciousness that will produce rightness in your life. Yeah. That thing can be, can be taken out. You'll be shocked that you, you, it will fall off as you look on the word, as you concentrate on Jesus. You realize that you have become so fine, you've even forgotten that something like that was around in your life. You'll be shocked. Ah. You know, you know, you realize when it left. You'll be surprised how free you are because you surrounded yourself with the word of God. And you've really seen God. You've really seen his re- the revelation concerning that particular principle of righteousness. I'm right. If you don't see it, it will not happen. I'm the righteous. I'm right. I have rightness working in me. I produce rightness wherever I go. When I come in, the rightness come. I bring the good. Is it righteousness also about bringing in the goodness of God. I bring in the goodness of God wherever I go. Yeah. So you have to learn it. You have to get the messages that have been preached along that line and listen to it over, you know, soaking. The Bible says, we just read, it says, eat the word. Eat the word. Make it your own. If you don't make it your own, it will not show. Okay? It will not show. I dwell in prosperity. I don't lack anything. I always have more than enough to be a blessing to others. I'm telling you my, I'm telling you my reality. I'm not telling you, I'm not, it's not a confession I'm making to get into it. I'm telling you my reality. I have more than enough. Yes, I'm rich. I know I'm rich. I know. You can come and see me. <laughs> yes, I'm not boasting. I'm telling you the truth. And I don't have any apologies for it. I'm rich. I've not suffered since I left school. This is my classmate. We've not suffered. Have you suffered? We've not suffered. We are all big people, isn't it? Yeah. Next year will be 10 years since we left university. Next year, 10 years since we left university. Our lives have made something. If for nothing, at least we are married. Yeah, we have men who are not, they are not even thinking about it. We have one child, one child each. <laughs> By God's grace. <laughs> yeah. Someone can, can, can finish school 20 years and nothing has happened. Nothing has happened. Still working. Still going here. Still doing. Every time. Life is not a joke. Hey, do you know life is not a joke? There's a scripture in the Bible. I don't know if I remember. It says, Life is not a joke. That's what it says. In a certain verse, it says, Life is not a joke. It's in Job. It says, Life is not a joke. Life is war. <laughs> if you don't fight for some things, it will not happen. If you, if you are just there. By the time you, you realize you are 70 and you've not done anything in this world, and you say, You get into the if I had known company. Yeah, talk to older people. Talk to people who are 60 and above. And ask them whether they are, they are doing what they, they wanted to do when they were 20. Ask them. Uh, I had dreams. <laughs> I had a lot of dreams. But, uh, you know, life is not easy like that. 
<laughs> so uh, when I before I realized I'd impregnated someone and uh, the lady too she did a mistake and gave birth to twins, so it was a problem. <laughs> I had to buy food for this one, buy food for this one. Life became hand to mouth, hand to mouth before I realized I was 60. I, I, it shouldn't happen to you. You know, it shouldn't happen to you. That's not how God, God has designed things to be. But the devil is also pushing. There are demons who are pushing. They are pushing. They are always there. <laughs> Let us make him do this. Let us make him do this. That's what they are doing. Always pushing to make him do things. And they are using mediums that you are not aware of. You don't see that this is a problem. You are watching pornography before you realize every time you want to have sex, you want to stop fornicating, yet you are watching pornography. What is wrong with you? You realize it won't work. That thing needs to go. You are listening to pornographic songs. You say, Oh, me, I'm not watching porn. But you're on Instagram. The ladies are shaking their buttocks. They are shaking their buttocks to you. Yet you say you want to stop fornicating. Do you think it will work? No, you are listening to something. It ain't not going to happen. Tell us it ain't not happen. Not in this way. It never go happen. You remember what I talk? What do you about my message? It's like you don't like my message. Do you like my message? Or oh, I shouldn't come back to this church again. No, I'm here. I'm here for good. I'm pastoring you now. You'll see me, sir. You'll be tired. Hallelujah. I want to show you the prayer. You know it. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. Paul says, I cease not. Wherefore, I was when I heard of your faith. And your love towards all the saints. I cease not to pray for you. To give thanks for you. Making mention of you in my prayers. Then he says, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. Tell neighbor, you need the spirit of wisdom. Tell the other neighbor, you need the spirit of wisdom. Okay, to know what to do at the right time every time. Huh? Or else you realize that your life is lacking wisdom. You must pray for the spirit of wisdom. Father, give me the spirit of wisdom. Let me walk in wisdom today. Christ is my wisdom. I will walk in wisdom today. I will make great decisions today. I'll make decisions that will affect my future. Every decision you make now affects your future. The power of young people is the power of choice, decision making. Okay? That's the power of young people. I preached it some time ago. You have, a, you have to decide how your life will be. How do you want your life to be? If you are not 50, you can decide how your life is going to be for the next rest of the years. Yes, nobody's 50 here. I'm not sure. Even if you are past 50, we have people in the church who are past 50, but they, they have made choices. That this is what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And they're going to make it. Okay? So he says, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The spirit of revelation. You need revelation concerning Christ. You need to see Jesus. You need to see Christ and what he is in your life. He's in you. You need to see eternal. You need to see the reality of life eternal in your spirit. I have the life of God in me. I cannot be sick. I do not forsake. I will never enter any hospital. Why? I know I know it. I, I know it. You see, when that knowledge goes away, then I, I, I feel sick. It's the truth. When that knowledge goes away, I know, I know, my, I know myself. When that knowledge goes away, when I stop thinking about it, I begin to fall sick. Malaria can come to me. Yes, but as long as that knowledge is operating in my life, no matter how many mosquitoes bite me, I'll be okay. Because that knowledge is operating. It's a working knowledge. It's an operating knowledge. Do you understand what I'm saying? But if it's not there, you realize that you're falling sick. I have the life of God in me. I'm not born of flesh or of blood. 
I'm not born of my mother or my father. I'm born of God. God is my father. I have God's genes in me. God does not fall sick. Therefore, I do not fall sick in the name of the Lord Jesus. I walk in health. I dwell in health. If there was sickness in you in your system before, you realize it's going. Hallelujah. You say in the name of Jesus, I will not walk in sickness. I walk in divine health. I live in divine health. Disease, sickness, and all those things are not in my life. I walk in greatness. Yes. Whatever I touch will work. Because my hands are blessed. I'm the anointed of God's spirit. I'm God in the earth. I display Christ in the earth. Yes. When you see it, it becomes operational. So he prays that the, you might have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. So that the eyes of your understanding, the eyes of your spirit, your spirit man has eyes. The eyes of your spirit will be enlightened, to be flooded with light. So that you may know what is the hope of God's calling upon your life. Because you have a calling, there's a calling of God upon your life. There are some people who live and die not knowing that they have a calling of God upon their lives. When we talk about it, they will sort us. When we say, we so, you say, oh, what is it? But only souls will matter in heaven. Nothing else. Your house will not matter. Your car will not matter. Everything else will not matter. Whatever you do here will not matter. You can't go to... Have you seen someone dead with... Uh, and they give, they give the person a house to go with it. With, with it. There's not, you can't go there with anything. The only thing that will go with you is your, is your souls. What you did for the Lord. That's what will, all will matter. But we, sometimes you can preach until our mouth becomes dry. And nobody will mind. People will not mind. Why? Because they don't have the spirit of revelation. They are blinded towards that. They don't have revelation along that line. They don't know that there's a hope of his calling. Do you get it? They may never know. They will never think about talking to somebody, winning someone to Christ, or doing something for the house of God, pushing for things to happen for God, pushing for the word of God to go to other people. They may never do it. Why? Because they don't have the spirit of wisdom. They don't have the spirit of revelation. They don't know the hope of his calling. And they don't know what is the exceeding glory, riches, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in them. There's an inheritance in you. God has an inheritance in you. What is God's inheritance in you? Christ is that inheritance. You must be aware of Christ in you. You must be aware of the fact that Christ is really in me. I'm not ordinary. I'm not an ordinary person. Yes. I'm not an ordinary person. You must, you have to know it. Pray that prayer for yourself. I want to know it that Christ is in me. He says, that's the revelation that's been hidden for all these years. Christ in me, the hope of glory. I only enjoy glory in my life. The glory of God is working in my life. The grace of God is at work in me. You must see, if you don't see, you'll never be able to do it. You'll never be able to never happen. Even though you're a child of God. There are so many Christians who suffer, isn't it? Christians are sick. They are suffering because they don't know that the devil is in charge of... You may not even know that the devil, what is happening to you is the devil. And all you need to do is to say, get out of my life in Jesus' name. And everything will be fine. As simple as I said it, you may not know. That, that is what you are supposed to do. Spirit of wisdom, revelation. You need to know at what, what is happening at every single point in time so that you can have results in your life. Are you listening to me at all? Are you ready, are you ready to pray that prayer? Yeah. Then he says, so that you may know what is the exceeding greatness of his power that is inside you. It's all there. I'm not the one saying. He says that, that's what we understand being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the same. And the ex, what is the exceeding greatness of his power at work in you who believe? At work in you and at work for you. I know there's a power working in me. And I know there's a power working for me. I know I'm not ordinary. When I'm working, I know what I am. I know what I am. I'm not afraid of anybody. Yes, I'm not. Fear may want to come. As fear is coming, say, hey, do you know what, do you know what you are, do you know who you are coming to? Do you know who you are coming to? I know who I am. I know what I have. The, the spirit of glory is working inside me. I have power inside me. The power of God that raised Christ from the dead is dwelling in my spirit. And that same power is around me. I have a false field. That false field is working around me. Anything bad cannot exist around me. 
Yes, you say that for yourself. Revelation. Tell everybody, you need revelation. Yeah. I was to not make any difference. You can hear it over and over and over again, but you not make any difference. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When you start catching it, when we are talking about it, you realize, you realize that it's moving you. We are preaching, you realize it's moving you. You can't, you can't, okay. you just be. Because you know that what the man is saying is what you know. Yeah. Hallelujah. Are you ready to pray that prayer? Rise up on your feet right now and just begin to speak in the language of the Spirit. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.